Welcome to That's So Chronic with me, Jess Bryan. It's the last Tuesday of the month, which means it's a That's So episode. I love creating these types of episodes to hopefully inspire you to go out there and consume something that's in our That's So Chronic world. Whether that be a book, a film, a piece of content, literally anything and everything. Today, we are chatting about The D-List, an online culture magazine that creates space for disabled people to tell their own stories through features, columns and news reporting. If you missed my gushing Instagram stories a couple of months ago when the D-List launched, as soon as I saw the website, I knew that it was a bit of me. The D-List is an independent and disability-led social change movement focusing on authentic storytelling and community events that build relationships and solidarity. As opposed to the mainstream media outlets that are creating for a really broad audience, audience, the D-List is a space by disabled people for disabled people. The website says, we created this space for you. You are welcome here. Every part of you. The parts that can sometimes feel too disabled. The parts that might not feel disabled enough. We ask nothing of you other than to simply exist as your full and unapologetic self. Oh, so good, right? I knew you were all going to love this as much as me. So naturally, I wanted to reach out to Olivia Shivers, the editor of The D-List, to hear about everything that goes into creating my new favorite place on the internet. I'm so excited. It's funny because I think you must have commented on it or something on Instagram. And then we were kind of like using that as a quote to tell other people like, oh, some people are saying it's their favorite place on the internet. So. <laughs> I love that so much. Olivia has worked in the media industry for over a decade in digital news production as a podcast host and producer and is now the editor of The D-List. I've always wondered what on earth an editor does, so I thought this would be the perfect time to ask. Yeah, so having a range of roles in the media, that also included being a reporter, so writing news articles, doing interviews with people, doing research, filing OAAs, and kind of like creating a beautiful story. But from my point of view, and anyone's point of view, you can't just like publish that on the internet only from my perspective and with my kind of set of eyes. Yeah. So an editor's job is to basically go through your story and there's two kind of main parts. They kind of help fix the technical things like the spelling and the grammar and each kind of news outlet or publication has a particular style in terms of like what type of honorifics they use in their story or that type of thing. But an editor also kind of overlooks the kind of whole story and the narrative and the structure and any gaps there might be. Okay. Um, and yeah, so, you know, they might, I mean, my editors, when I was working as a journalist, I said, oh, actually, there's a bit of a gap here. Do you want to interview someone to add that voice or add that perspective? So it just gives like a more well-rounded view. And also like an editor has also like a kind of more 
overview, better overview of the entire publication and what needs to be balanced in terms of the overall voice of the publication and yeah, what fits where. So that's what I'm doing at the D-List. So how did the idea for the D-List come about? Going back a few years, the Human Rights Commission uh, wanted ideas for campaigns that would change attitudes about disability in Aotearoa. So initially they were kind of looking for more kind of like awareness raising campaigns, you know, uh, TV commercials or billboards, but Curative, which kind of um, got picked up for their idea, they actually pitched a two-year co-design process with uh, disabled people. So this mm. process took a few years. And so they did workshops and wāranga and interviews with more than two, like around 200 disabled people. Wow. And what they kind of found from all the kind of workshops was that what was actually needed was a space for disabled people by disabled people, not an awareness campaign for non-disabled yeah. people saying things like, treat disabled people nicely. Like, I don't think bus stop posters were really going to cut it. Yeah. So in the end, they found that, yeah, the magic was when disabled people came together and shared common experiences. And so that's kind of how the D-List began as a kind of social change kind of movement, I guess you could call it. But what I'm specifically kind of in charge of is our online culture magazine. So I'm editing that and the content that comes through to me, I publish online. We, you know, I guess if like anything new, it's kind of like scary and exciting because there's so much potential here. Like we'd love to do events and do more, you know, another thing that's really important to us is engaging with the community and building relationships. So that's another, another thing that we're looking at. So yeah, that's all kind of ties together. Yeah, that's really exciting because I was wondering whether it was solely an online space or whether there were goals and dreams of, you know, moving offline as mm. well, which is cool to hear. Yeah, we've only we only went live and launched the website like a month and a half ago. So yeah, yeah it's still pretty <laughs> new. We're still kind of finding our feet and figuring out our processes. Yeah, I imagine that hitting the publish button and going live on the D-list doesn't just happen overnight. What would be some of the behind the scenes, I guess, or like how on earth do you even start to make something like this? Yeah, well, I like I said, this kind of idea for it, or the original idea from the Human Rights Commission started more than two years ago. So yeah. it does, definitely doesn't happen overnight. And through all the interviews and engagement with disabled people, if you're, you know, with chronic illness and other health conditions, like there's, there was like a community and a voice of, it kind of became obvious what was needed and what we really did not want. You know, we see so many mainstream stories about people with disabilities and they're always very deficit based. Yeah. And for some, you know, for disabled people, like that is a reality because of the, way the world is built it's not designed for people like us yeah and so yeah so part of like developing the dealers and in terms of like our values and our, our story and the story we're trying to tell is really informed by disabled people who really care about you know their lives and like the wider disability community be about what could make a bigger impact so i i only started the role actually when it was like, you know, a month before we went 
live. So I kind of came in in the fun, easy part in yeah. a way. <laughs> but I guess what I kind of did to prepare is one thing I kind of put together was kind of our set of editorial values. And yeah. we set that out so people can kind of see what type of content that we're looking for. And we also have a commissioning brief that we send to potential contributors. One thing that we do with everyone is before we publish anything is that we want to build a relationship with them. So yeah. we'll have, you know, a Zoom call like this or a phone call or meet in person. And we want to ensure that, you know, they're the right fit for the dealist and we're the right fit for them because the story yeah. they're wanting to tell may not be the right platform here. And so, yeah, so building a relationship is really important. So it's not seen as like a transactional thing, which, you know, most news stories and media outlets are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of what we did to prepare before going live. And it's been really interesting. Like a lot of people are so excited to have the D-list in a space where people can share their stories. But in terms of when people send us pictures, it's really interesting because you can tell how we are, as disabled people, chronically ill people, like we're still so conditioned to think a certain way about our bodies. And we still get, every now and then, we still get quite kind of self-loathing stories and kind of essays, which we wouldn't necessarily want to publish on the D-list. So my job is to kind of like, work with people and kind of reframe it, re-angle it, have a bit of a mindset change about what we want to, for the D-list, which is more kind of replenishing, joyful, glass half full. I mean, we don't want to ignore the hard stuff. Like we yeah. want to talk about the hard stuff, but also we want people to come away feeling better than when yeah. they arrived. When I asked Olivia to describe the D-list in three words, she said replenishing, unapologetic and delicious. And I was thinking about mine, and I would have to say, very aesthetically pleasing. There's nothing worse than a shitty website. (laughs) I know, I know. And especially like most disability websites, they're so like medical or like clinical or like very plain and boring. And I'm like, we're we're staying far, far away from that, please. (laughs) I asked Olivia how the reception has been since pressing that publish button. Oh, amazing. I think so many people you know, have said things like, finally, you know, this yeah. is just the place that we, we've needed a space like this for so long that's for disabled people, by disabled people. And yeah, and reframes disability was something quite, yeah, something quite different than we've seen in the past, you know, something like when you go to the site, the branding is like beautiful and colourful and, yeah. it, you know, it looks really slick. We've had an amazing design team put it together, but, you know, we're just people kind of like making our way through and working yeah. hard. <laughs> And so, yeah, and I think there's not many spaces that are very strong and staunch in terms of like disability pride and identity. Yeah. And so that's something we really want to um, foster. And yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's really scary but exciting because there's so much potential here. And so I am, you know, also looking forward to in the future when we can do kind of more in-person engagement as well. I'm sure you've realised if you've listened to a few That So Chronic episodes that humour is really important for me to navigate the chronic illness and disability space. And something that really stood out to me when I was reading through the articles on the D-list is that humour also features a lot. Yeah, humour and joy was definitely some some of our values that we really wanted to bring to it because not many disability spaces are. And when I'm amongst my disabled friends, we laugh, we laugh all the time. Yeah. have all the in-jokes, you know, the whole... If you know, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's something we really wanted to bring to the dealers. And I'm like so glad it comes across. 
Olivia hopes that by consuming the content on the D-list, disabled people will feel seen and heard in a space where they haven't really been before. When I think about, I guess, um, you know, a lot of the feedback that we've had and even from like my own experiences, often like disabled people are like the only what person, disabled person in their group of friends or in their circles, in their families, in their whanau. So I think it's cool that we are able to create a space where And I think we're also quite clear about using the word kind of disability communities because there's no one disability and one disabled point of view. Like, you know, we or I feel like we overuse the word intersection sometimes, but that's a really important part of the D-list that we have different disability experiences and not one is the same. And there's no such thing as I don't feel disabled enough, you know, things like that. Yeah, I, I hope that people just feel like they aren't so alone in a world that can, you know, feel quite isolating. Recently, I've been enjoying asking people what excites them about the future in the space that they are currently working in. So here's what Olivia had to say about what excites her for the D-list. Oh, it's scary thinking about that because there's so much room to grow and develop. I guess from my point of view as the editor and kind of looking over the more like content and publication side, I'd love to have more kind of writers on board and for people to kind of like be able to develop that strong identity and and, and voice when it comes to disability. And, you know, we don't want to be the only kind of like disability news publication. Like I'd love to see the D-list can be a place where people can kind of like have have a go at writing and see if it's for them. And then if it is, like go out into like other media organizations and share some of that joy too. Yeah. If someone's listening and they would like to contribute to the D-list, is that something that they would be able to do? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, head along to our website, thedlist.co.nz, and we've got some contact emails and information there. Yeah, we've got, uh, if you email kiaora at thedlist.co.nz, that inbox is open. And, yeah, we're not just there if you want to pitch ideas, but if you had, like, other ways you wanted to be involved, um, we'd love to hear that as well oh my goodness that just reminds me of the travel stories because you also have a sub stack oh, which yes. <laughs> I love getting in my inbox I'm just loving all of the content that you guys are creating so thank you so thank much thank you and a lot of it is informed by our community as well like I think what's easy to do when you're starting something small like this you can kind of make it about the team that's there but we've been really proactive in yeah. trying to get stories from the community like the whole relatable travel lols it kind of like came about by yeah because one person shared I think one of us shared one and then they just kept coming in and you know they're endless yeah so what are you waiting for go and check out the d-list for yourself you can find it online at the dlist.co.nz and there's also a bunch of content being shared over on instagram so make sure you're following at the dlist nz as always i'll pop links in the show notes so that you can click on them to find out more oh thank you so much for chatting with me today oh thanks jess such a pleasure And a big thank you to you for listening to this episode of That's So Chronic. If you have an idea for something that would make a great That's So or Spotlight On episode, feel free to send me an email on hello at jessbryan.com or send me a DM on Instagram. If you would like to share your personal story in an interview episode, have a look at the Google form in the show notes. You're more than welcome to connect over on Instagram or TikTok. I'm at That's So Chronic. And don't forget to hit that 
follow button here on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. I hope you're having a great week and I'll see you next time.